there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's up, man? Took a week off, regrouped. <laughs> not, not much really happened Nothing. in our absence. It was, a, it was a good time for me to go on vacation. To and unplug. Yeah, just unplug and, and just, just come back to just see, you know, what, what's the two deep looking like? You know, what's, how, who, do we, who do we have? Well, you're previewing next week's and the following week's episodes. No, I know. I know. But that, that's just... That's we just had planned. Like that would yeah. be about what you would discuss in July at this time if that was released. You know, kind of what the roster is shaping up to be for football, how things mm-hmm. are going. Uh, and, and since then, we've gotten a new commissioner, one. Who has started. Shout now. out Rock Nation. Started. Hit, hit the ground running. Uh, my goodness. Your mark, right? That's yeah. his name? Brett Your Mark. Your Mark. Not my mark. Yes. Your mark. Not our mark. No. It's a we, us, your mark type of conference. I'm sorry, I'll stop. But then, of course, as everyone knows, the huge bombshell dropped. USC and UCLA pulled a UTOU. In Which is what some of the Pac-12 officials even said. Like, we just got Soonered and Longhorned. Yeah, it's that's great. It should become a verb, and we've got to we've got to remember that the Sooners uh, are just as culpable. I don't want to just like the Bruins are just as culpable as the Trojans. Yeah, I don't ever want anyone to, you know, we, we've got to never forget, never forget the Sooners were just as adamant about doing this as well the the Horns were as well. Before we give all of that breakdown. Oh, our yeah. thoughts, man, I'm just diving in impressions on realignment. Uh, we will be going over the roster. That was something that came out that we wanted to talk about too deep offense, defense. Uh, we'll, we'll get to those next yeah. week in the fall. We're, 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 we're going to break that out. Offense next week, defense and specialists the following week. Um, before that though, we're doing realignment. To keep up with everything, and I say that um, because it's been a whirlwind. I don't know if you can ever keep up. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at twenty three personnel. Follow me, Spencer at punts suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And also anywhere you find your podcast. Obviously, you listen to this one, but today's episode of the twenty three personnel podcast, episode two eighty three, is brought to you by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. 
They're here to help us grow and to hit on your favorite team of rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. Open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. That's spelled like sportsdrink, but without the vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. <sighs> Michael. And with that, yes. I'm going to play the the football bumper just because it's more fun that way. But we're going to talk about some realignment because it really is football centric. Oh, absolutely. There's no, yeah, no, some other things are probably considered, but yeah, this is a, this is a football central. Do you, do you really think they, uh, they considered USC's and UCLA's beach sports when they were considering joining the big 10? Like, how is that beach volleyball team going to do up in Piscataway? <laughs> is, that a, is that a real place? It's where Rutgers is. Really? Yeah. Piscataway? Piscataway, yeah, it's in New Jersey. Oh, right? I'm, hey, I'm not, I just I just thought you were just yeah. Township in like New Poughkeepsie Jersey. or something. I thought that was your just Which is, standby. Oh. Is that up there? Is yeah. Poughkeepsie in the Big Ten? <laughs> Anyways, so... We'll talk football. Well, yeah. It's football related. Realignment is football related. All of that. I mean, everything, it just, oh, the logistics of it are wild. Okay. Yeah. music. Let's roll. Joe keeps it himself. Made two guys miss. Touchdown. Two now the end zone. Picked off. And it's picked off. Pick six. Jeffers. Slager able to escape, and that picked off. Back-to-back turnovers, and Waters running the other way. Down the sideline. Touchdown. Pick six. 70 yards. Marquise Waters. Play fake. Finds Tharp again, and he's in the end zone for his first collegiate touchdown. The deep ball down the middle, and it's caught. Touchdown, Texas Tech. Miles Price, 39 yards for the Picked off at the 20-yard line. Smith to throw again. Has a man downfield. And Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks through the left side to the five. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Smith. Find a little time. Throwing to the back of the end zone. Touchdown. Tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good. That wind up to the wow gets me every time. Every time you and I are trying to do it with him, and we never no. I, obviously there's was, there's so many pits, pieces of that that I forget that he actually did. <laughs> so many little. It's just artful. Well, also like which whichever domicile we're recording in, whether it's yours or mine, mm-hmm. there's a sleeping child, so we can't reenact <laughs> it as it's happening. We try not to. Well, we just we we, we mouth it. It's kind of like lip sync, lip sync battle. Remember when that was a show? There was a show mm-hmm. where people just lip synced. Can I? I'm I'm, I'm going to skip ahead to what we learn 
real, yeah, really quickly. Sure. Just, I mean, hit fire it off. It, there we go. <laughs> um, it's summer. I've never felt older. There was this, um, it's a Google and Samsung commercial. Mm-hmm. It, okay. It, it actually gets worse, but it's this dinner party of young adults, 20s, mid 20s, Gen Z for sure. Big 15 top table, all like magnificent feast, all on their phones, right? Sure. Yeah. And the girl at the head of the table is like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, shake things up. I want to play some music, but she has to Shazam or basically like, Hey, getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home. Isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at home impression kit today for only 1495 bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey Google, what is this song? And then she starts humming um, Everybody by Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. Which, why wouldn't she, why would she need to Shazam that? Because she's too young for it. Oh boy. Apparently. Because one, when I, I was like, oh, I've never felt older. Like I, I, I grew up listening to that song. I have a CD that song came out on millennium. Yeah. Rock your body. Yeah. It was baby blue. <laughs> Don't tell me how, like why I remember this. Um, but like, it's just like a song that I grew up listening to that a younger adult had to use a music service to like, Hey, what is this song? Yeah. Cause it's so old. This is a song that's always on in the grocery store that yeah. my older coworkers always like bop their head to. Well, and I always, I always tell my wife this cause we were at, uh, we were at two docks this over on Saturday and every song they were playing was one of them was a backstreet boys song, uh, beat of your heart or whatever. I can't remember. Is that right? Show me the, the something of my heart or whatever the what is it? What, what was it? Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or it was 98 definitely, Degrees? It was definitely Backstreet Boys. All three of them were popular around the same time. The shape of your heart. The shape of my heart. Whatever it is. But but that song came oh, on, wow. and then all before that there was uh, Fifty Cent, and there was uh, Outcast, and the, anyway, just the whole playlist was catered towards the late thirties demographic. <laughs> Not late thirties. I'm late thirties. But, you know, 30s demographic, basically. And I say this to my wife every now and then just because we'll be we'll be going through United and you'll hear, uh, I don't know, you'll hear something from your high school days come on and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss the days when this music is no longer catered to my age because that's going to happen. Yeah. It's beautiful. So the cover art... I really thought that was one of their like earliest songs, but that, oh, it is. That, I thought it was like the 
Well, this is on their their greatest hits, which looks like a. Oh, okay. Like it was on like their third or fourth album. Yeah, I did a deep dive when I, was, I, I Wikipedia'd it. Because her and I both were like, is this 98 Degrees? Is this like. And we we're like, no, I think this is the OGs. I, I think this is this is Backstreet Boys. So, since you're here for realignment talk. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. It, it, it gets even worse. So, the. the Oh, the commercial. This Gen Z girl. Yeah, sure. Like it says, it, it gives her name. Rudderman. I have no idea yeah, who it is. That's not. That's not fun either. It was a. It's a prominent, very influential TikTok creator. There were a lot of <laughs> people. So it was like, I didn't recognize the oh name. Oh my gosh! And she's like, "Hey Shazam! Hey Google! What is this?" And then, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell oh, yeah. me why. <laughs> okay, that's, that's not everybody though. No, probably not. Okay. No, it's I want it that way. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't mm-hmm. test me. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You got to rock, rock that body mm-hmm. or rock your body or something. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. That's what I learned. I'm, I'm now to the age and I'm, I, I'm just slow to realize it. I, I have, I have more gray hair than I've been, to admit, but I've been there for a while and you know, you go to a, a water park with your five-year-old and you realize that you're not alone. You're not alone. Okay. It's, it's good. Speaking of not alone. Yes. Or maybe we are alone. Who knows? Realignment came back. In Thursday. a big way. Is it Thursday? It was Thursday. Feels June like 30th. Last day of June. Yeah, it was Thursday because we were driving back. That's why I was kind of, yep. USC, UCLA announced they've accepted. It was like the same thing with, with, with Texas and Oklahoma. It wasn't like, Bizarre. oh, it's rumored. It was like, we're going, like they're, they announced, we're going to Big 12. It's, it's, even, big 10, it's even more bizarre because... It did at least leak in the Houston Chronicle when UT and OU were leaving. Yeah, and, and they were like, and why, would, what? why would Houston Chronicle have this? Yeah, th- none of this makes sense. I don't really trust any of this. And the, you know, especially A&M was going down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and all this. And, and then the next thing, the schools and the conference themselves release official statements. This was even more clandestine than that. They just, hey, official statement from the school. We, we're done. We're done in 2024. It's been great. It's Thank, been real. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so, okay, so that brings us to current state. Big Ten has 14 or 16 teams. 16, well, they have 16 now, or will. They will. Yeah, USC, they have 14. UCLA. That, uh, that geographic footprint. One, I, I, I think it goes to show, like, geography doesn't matter. As much as we talk about like how I would want to rearrange the NFL divisions uh, to be more geographically based and why the big 12 or why the, these, these conferences originally made sense, how they were formed, formulated, right? Like you had the West coast, Washington, Washington state, Oregon, Oregon state, California schools, Arizona, Arizona state. And you had the mountain West. Then you had the big 12 Southwest conference those days, Southeast conference. Like it was, Border conference geographically located today. Yeah. That means nothing. No, um, and it, 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 it's been skewing that way for I'd say at least fifteen years. It, it's it's been really getting more and more. Just where okay. Well, they they geography they, is uh, it's something to consider, but not that much. Until they until the SEC took Texas and Oklahoma, like even then the schools that had moved were on the fringes of those of their current and new landing places, right? Like Colorado arguably could be considered West, right? In the pack, 
area. Now they're they're a little far east for Pacific, but right. Yeah, uh, Missouri still southeast, kind of. Nebraska yeah. still Midwest, but like Oklahoma in the southeast, no. Well, or L.A. in the Midwest. What's well, the same reason you can get a Southwest flight to Louisville? Louisville. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that so, makes sense. So geography doesn't make sense. Okay. So what does that mean for the Big 12, right? So like USC, UCLA, they're gone. Big 10 is, is slow playing everything now. Like uh, the Pac-12, basically, they came out today, the 5th, and said, hey, we're going to authorize the rene- renegotiation of our, our media deal starting now. Well, you're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, you're without your two biggest hitters. Um, and we know that feeling. Yeah. But and, I'm not and, trying to revel in it, but it is just kind of like, ah, I want to come back to that point that here in a minute. <laughs> sucks um, for y'all. Well, no. We'll go there first. So for some reason, this feels different than when Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12. Because I think, it, and it may be just our bias of wanting the Big 12 to, to survive. We're like, that's fine. We got this. We, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we've got a handful of schools that we can add that want to be here, gobble them up, get back to 12, uh, and and move forward. We're like, these schools that left the Pac-12, we're like, they're toast. I, I know. I know. I, but, but it's th- the same situation. We're like They could gobble up other schools that would want to be in, in the Pac-12. Sure. They could probably add four teams. Yeah. I mean, they could get Boise oh, State, San Jose State. You San know, Diego State. Yeah. There, there's Excuse some... Me. There's some good Idaho. Yeah. There's some sure. Of course. I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Idaho was their second call. Uh, but I, I don't know if it, things would be different if it had been ran run ran, if the conference had been in better shape and you know, they'd been, they'd had more eyeballs watching them because just half the country's done by the time most of these games are on only a sickos are still up watching you know, Cal versus Washington at 1130. And it's just now halftime. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. I got to stay up and see how this finishes out. Oregon, Washington state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. Oregon state and anyone. It, yeah. Cal. No one's watching that one. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think it would be a little bit different if they had positioned themselves a little bit better and, and we might feel a little bit more like, Oh yeah, that is very similar to our situation because Yes, I do think part of it is we live in the Big 12 and this is what we watch. And like I always said, conference loyalty is dumb. So I'm not going to slip into that. But it's just what we're familiar with. And we do know that quite a few people watch the Big 12. And mm-hmm. a lot of it was because of these you know, these two big marquee teams. But there, there were a lot of eyeballs on Texas Tech games and Oklahoma State games and you know Iowa State, Kansas State. That's a huge one. There, there was still interest. But then when you did that same analysis on Pac-12, it was not similar. There there just was not as many, as there wasn't as much money to be made on them when they started doing all of their kickoffs so much later than and, everybody. And I, I don't, because the Pac-12 still has a couple of marquee teams left, right? Like They sure do, Washington, yeah. Oregon, very well. Stanford. Well, okay, they have gone down. A okay, bit. well, okay, let's. They have. They've still, had success recently. It's. I, I. I would say they had more left after USC and UCLA 
when they left than the Big 12 did when Texas and Oklahoma left. Mm. I don't, I don't. Because, okay, who, who would you say is the, con, is the, the Big 12's third and fourth teams? Oklahoma State and Baylor. Do those legitimately compare to Washington, Oregon? That's a great point. Probably not. I don't not. think they do. Oklahoma State would be close, though. I think they do. On like a they fourth. Have a lot. Yeah. So, okay, uh, okay. But like, I'm w- following w- you. what I'm saying is like, they, they, they still have more left. Or, or I, I would say they have more left in the conference than the Big 12 did, but it feels like we're in a better position. Now, obviously, it's, it's come out that Washington and Oregon are pursuing the Big 10 invite, which would make probably the most sense for sure. them. Yep. Um, would help the Big 10 grab up two more marquee programs that, again, makes some geographical sense. Not that that matters. No, does um, not matter at all. But, but that also like that doesn't impact where the Big Twelve is wanting to go because I I think again we're all looking at poaching all these teams from the Pac twelve and just killing it off. Yeah, the Big Twelve is in, and this is not. I'm just repeating what I saw several times on Twitter the last few days, uh, and I, I believe it was how do you say his last name? Pete Clint. Tamil Tamil Tamil. Is it really just TH? You, you pronounce the TH? Thamel? I would say P. Thamel. Ah, my, my way of pronouncing names continues to befuddle me. But he, I think it was him that most prominently wrote about it recently. And he said this in a nicer way than I'm going to, but nobody wants what the Big 12 has right now. The teams that are in the Big 12, they are not what the Big 10 is looking for. They're not what the SEC is looking sure. for. Yeah, like like the and leftovers then, of the Big 12 weren't desirable for no. anybody to pick up. Maybe the Pac-12, if they had known this was going to happen. The Big 12 has basically carved out their own hierarchy here. Yeah. You know, we are f- firmly behind Big 10 SEC. And Big Everybody 10 SEC. Is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Big 10's behind SEC too. I'm sure there's some someone up in... You know, Ann Arbor, who's like, well, how dare you say that? Well, okay, whatever. Well, not if they're going to pursue that billion-dollar deal that's rumored to be. Right. Oh, there's going to be so much money made. It's incredible. <laughs> I can't even – I forgot about the money. I just mean, like, in competitive, good football teams, SP Plus rankings, all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, the SEC is still cream of the crop, team for team, a better conference. What's frustrating uh- – about that though is we're talking about the, the Big Ten and the SEC in this arms race to be basically carve out like their own subdivision of college football, right? And like break away from the NCAA. Yeah. And then you think about teams like Vanderbilt. Sure. Yeah. I Mississippi know. State. I know. Indiana. Like those are trash football teams. They're just, but they're in a better position than because of history, Washington, and geography, Oregon. Arizona, the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, just because of their conference affiliation. It's not like they're taking, we're going to take the top 50 teams or top 40 teams and we're like, we're going to break off and be whatever. No, it's going to be like, we're going to have the Big Ten and the SEC, even though 60% of those teams on a given year are absolute trash. We're, we're going to make, we're going to make Lincoln Riley play Rutgers. This is what we're going to do because Rutgers is part of the big 10. This is what we enjoy. This is, 
This is who we are. Who's this? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make UCLA fly to Maryland. Because because why? Uh, but no, I've wondered that too. I I almost hope that that happens someday. I don't know if it will, but I think at some point there's some teams in these gigantic conferences that are just going to get called out because the haves and the have nots are, are, it's just getting more and more obvious. You know, if you're Vanderbilt, you should be worried a little bit because now you just added two gigantic money making money monster teams who are rightfully going to go, wait a minute. So the check you cut Vanderbilt. Let me get this straight. Which is what they were. They said I the Big 12 am Texas. Twenty years ago, the check you cut Vanderbilt is going to be the same that you cut me. It's going to be bigger the first few years. Oh yeah, you're right. They've got to wait. Anyways, no, but, like to no, your it, point though, like the the Big Twelve has firmly kind of. Hey, we know, we know, <laughs> we know we are not the SEC. We know we're not the Big Ten. We knew that before this move. Um, we probably felt we were still the number three just because that's who we are. And, and I do feel like the teams that were added are pretty, uh, not pretty. I think they're they're a good fit. I think they're a good fit in a lot of ways, the teams that were added. And I look forward to it. But realistically, everyone knew going in, hey, we're a different tier. And now that the Pac-12 has almost dissolved it's fortunate that this happened last summer i think if if the roles were switched if ucla and uc usc did this last summer then you know we'd be looking at a whole different issue if if all of a sudden ut and ou decided to bolt this summer yeah, because we we look at what the big 12 is is rumored to be doing or like is very strongly hinted at that they've contacted or gone after or been in contact with Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah to join the Big 12. Yeah. To go back to your your scenario, nope. had the roles been reversed last summer and we were the conference being picked apart, we would be, well, I don't have the confidence to say that we would be one of the schools the Pac-12 would be after. Sure. We might have had a. We, we're looking at a, a conference a, USA conference here. We USA come. merger kind of thing. Hopefully, but probably probably not. I mean, the Big Twelve may have dissolved completely, and people thought that was a possibility last summer. Anyway, I, I just think it's the timing is fortunate for uh, the Big Twelve. Yeah, for the Big Twelve versus Pac Twelve. Uh, who, whichever the the two dynamos, whoever left first gave that remaining conference some time to, okay, scramble, let's figure this out, let's stick around. And so I think, you know, those of us, those of you who are dancing on the Pac-12 grave, <laughs> you might just think, thanks We were timing. there 12 years, 12 yeah, months ago. Yeah, we were there 12 months ago and had somehow the two, the, you know, these four teams had changed what year they were going to do this, then the Big 12 right now would be just scrambling going, oh my God, what are we going to do? What do you think would have happened if they left, like if they announced like these same intentions within days of each other? Oh my gosh. Like, like then the Pac-12, Big 12. I think they absolutely would have merged out of panic. Okay. I think they completely would have merged out of panic and then just 
everyone, everything that everyone is bringing up now about, uh, well, do we even, do you even want Washington or Oregon because they are Absolutely. likely going to get invited to the big 10. And I agree so. with you. The answer is yes. <laughs> you want to grab, even as, if they do leave one, you want to grab as much your- real estate as you possibly can, as many yeah. eyeballs as you can, whatever makes a, a minuscule amount of sense. You, you want to go for it. And so I, I think that would have just been a complete total panic of big 12 pac 12 merger, <laughs> the entire Western half of the United States, all of it, one conference. Yeah. Yeah. Us uh, versus the world. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Houston and UCF and BYU might've gotten invited to, to, because that would have made sense with Utah and just their history with the PAC 12. Anyway, <sighs> they were thinking point. to so kind of become Cincinnati and UCF are probably the biggest benefactors out of all this and Houston. Right. Because had this happened last summer or had happened simultaneously, it would have been current big 12 current yeah. PAC 12. Yeah. You guys stick in whatever crap conference you're playing in. Current quote-unquote Power Five, we're sticking together. We're going to create our own Power Five, and now there's just Power Four or whatever it is. But that is the good and bad of this, is that the Big 12 has firmly set itself to where those above us, there are no... I'm not saying there's no teams, but there aren't enough teams desirable to the Big Tens and the SEC to uh to try to poach anybody and so we're, we're in a good position we just we just know that we're not cream of the crop so what's left of big 12 pac 12 we i think are both in agreement that ultimately there will be one conference but there will be some collateral damage i agree <laughs> it, i i am just and like unfortunately it's looking like Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, which blows my mind that Cal and Stanford are in that conversation. And but but they you know are. What's, what's what's hilarious to me, and I don't want to be like dancing on their graves. When when it was all talking about like the Big Twelve breaking up, and they turned their noses noses up at like, no, we're not going to take a Texas Tech or a, even a TCU, Baylor. Oh sure, yeah, they're not they're, they're beneath us. They, they, they don't bring the same. Academics. It's all about academics. They're on the precipice of relegation to irrelevance because they wanted to stand pat. They didn't want to add. They didn't want to expand. Yeah. And and maybe some, okay, careful. Some credit to Bob Bowlesby for not really pursuing that too much and going for some group of five teams that a lot of people thought, well, this is just going to dilute the conference. This is just that. Hey, we are the diluted conference. <laughs> Let's get some teams that are going to have uh, competitive games. are going to put butts in seats, but diluted with, with power five level programs. It's not like, yes, yes. We, we did elevate TCU or not. Well, that, that was a few years ago, Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, and they were probably, borderline anyways yes right um but like if if this does go through and and pac-12 does invite and accept arizona arizona state colorado and utah those are legit pack power five programs washington oregon question hold on okay well let's back up so what, what what is the Big Twelve do from here do, do we go out like are, are we going after these four or are we going after six 
I think the Big Are we 12, going after everybody that's left in the Pac-12 and like legit just pick them up as like a, just a merger style? I, I think it makes sense to talk to everybody, to, to talk to everyone who wants to talk to you, who will listen to you. Talk to everyone, especially if they turned their nose up you last at you last year. Especially when Stanford was like, no, no, no. We're not going to even answer a call from Lawrence Guvenek. Who's that? Who's this man? I don't know. I mean, I just think you should entertain the possibilities with all of them. It's, it's, and just take whoever you can? Yes. Yeah, get as big as you can. Heck with it. That's what everybody else is doing. It's what the other, the, the two big, I mean, you know, let's say we have, uh, I, I don't, I don't even know the differentiation of it. Let's, I guess the SEC Big Ten, that'll be the NFL and we'll be the, the CFL or whatever. Can we have our own Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that would be kind of cool. Like, what if we, uh, the clock didn't stop until the last five minutes of the third, I mean, the, the second and fourth quarter, stuff like that. Let's get these games going, baby. Let's roll these through. <laughs> You're not allowed to throw the ball further than five yards downfield. Oh no, you can you you can sling it. You, you can, can forward motion like uh, arena football. The air is so thin here, Spencer. You, you can just really sling it. I feel like we're going back to the baseball <laughs> conversation. Um, but but I, that's where I'm at. I, I so, think you talk to everyone who will listen because they're not all going to say yes. They're not all going to be interested. And then just well grab I, who you can. Okay, so I, and, I think... And exert your power, because you have it now. You have it for the first time since 1996, <laughs> or whenever the Big 12 was formed. This is the first time the Big 12 has had power to be like, we will dictate what's going to happen now, as opposed to, oh, God, what does OU want to do? What does UT want to do? Oh crap! They want to leave. Oh God! Oh okay. Oh okay. We'll get these four people in. Okay, we're we're all right now. And so now, for the first time in its history, they have the chance to not ask UT and OU what. Hey, well, what, what do you think we should do, guys? You think we? Should, are y'all cool with going to Corvallis? No. Oh okay. Well, we won't talk to Oregon State then. Are y'all are y'all cool with going to Eugene? No. No. Okay. Well, we won't talk to them either. Yeah, we don't got to ask them. Screw them. We can just get everybody you can. We will be the we'll be the uh, the the USFL. So here's I, I, I'm going to give you two scenarios that I, I I think could play out. Like one, like so scenario one is likely, maybe most probable of the two. You do grab Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, and you get to 16, and you have a pretty good conference. It is a little spread out, right? You've got Utah and BYU having to travel to South Florida or Central Florida or to West Virginia. Yeah, but it won't be. It's not, it's not LA to Piscataway or uh, Spokane to Miami. Miami. Well, I'm I'm projecting a little bit on the the 12. Well, you and see Miami. Are they going? going? Possible. I've seen some North Carolina rumors too. To, to be drugged yeah, well, into the not, Big let's Ten. Let's not forget about the uh, the ACC here. Yeah, they they could start well, getting the a ACC. We're talking about like three three schools or f- four: <laughs> Virginia Tech, Virginia, Clemson. North Carolina, and Clemson. Miami five. Yeah, Florida State. No, nah, maybe Six. not anymore. Anyway, so 
most likely of my two scenarios, you grab those four and you're like, we're good. We're good to go. This is great. The other is you add those four and then go after four more and get to 20. 20 seems like a lot. Let's do it. It is. And and I, from everything I've said, I, I've heard, and granted, it's an arms race between Big Ten and SEC. Like, it, whoever gets to 21st. And I'm not saying that the Big 12 gets to 20, they, they win. It's not going to be some kind of, like, like we show up and, like, taunt the Big Ten and the SEC. Oh, we got 20 members. Like, cool. No. Um, but some combination, like, obviously, you want to go after Washington, Oregon. If, if Big Ten is not going to pursue them or give them the time of day absolutely go after them but 18 is kind of an, it's a weird number to stand at in my mind and it also creates some weirdness between washington oregon and then the state schools that they're kind of paired with washington state oregon state so i say you grab four and then you get to 20 and then you go into five 14 pods okay which is exactly what the SEC is doing. They're doing don't pods, but they're pod, not calling man. it that. Don't call it a pod. The SEC is a pod. These are rotating. Rotating. You've got mode. three permanent opponents and rotating with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, okay. We get it. I, I, I don't know the logistics of like I, I haven't I haven't done the math, and I'm not going to try to count it out here because that's just stupid. We, we, we waste too much time trying to do math in this podcast, and it's not oh, work out. Wow. Yeah, you could just see the steam. Um. And then I will then turn to Stanford and Cal and be like, sucks to suck. You guys should go independent or <laughs> drop down to Mountain West. Go make friends with the ACC and Notre Dame. Well, try to schedule, Notre Dame try to may be on, the, on their way to the Big Ten. I know. That's on the table now, too, which is insane. But I, I, I would point to Stanford and be like, hey, look, Notre Dame was able to be independent for forever. I'm, I'm sure you'll be just fine. This all goes back to something, and I'm sure you've seen this tweet floating around, but indulge me, even if you know the answer to all of this. This all goes back to something um, LSU Chancellor Michael Martin said. And he said, I think we could ultimately end up with two conferences, one called ESPN and one called Fox. <laughs> Just name that for the network. <laughs> do, you, do you know when he said that? You know, it's... it's my cynicism is like, it's probably been several years. 2011. Oh, okay. 11 years. He was, he was dead on. And, and everyone kind of speculated about this happening last year and that there were a lot of things ESPN was probably doing behind this, this, um, behind the scenes, you know, Bowlesby even alluded to some of it, which was kind of some sour grapes on his part, but also a legit beef. But if, uh, Everyone was just thinking, oh, man, Fox is just getting left in the dust. They're getting less left behind. This is, this is ESPN is about to take over college football. Well, okay, no, because of what just happened with the Big Ten. So it's, it's really basically what this is boiled down to. Yeah, Fox basically owns the Big Ten. ESPN owns the SEC and, you know, a bunch of the other conferences as well. You know, Fox has a lot of second-tier rights in the Big 12. At least they do now. It's some first tier. Eh, no, but I don't know if they have any first tier. It, it, it's been a kind of weird mix between ESPN and Fox. Yes. Um, but it's, that's where, where they've, this is their knockout. You know, this is where they're coming back and saying, we are going to have, we're going to give you guys so much money when we redo the, 
the contracts. And if UCLA and USC come, it's going to be this much more. If Notre Dame, if you get, if you guys get Notre Dame on board, we will write a check for this. And it's, it's, there's no way that there's not driving forces behind the scenes at Fox flat out telling Mm -hmm. officials in the big 10, if you do this, then yeah, of course, every school will get an extra 15 million a year or or whatever it is. 30. Yeah. 30. They will get our cut. They will get an extra (laughs) what tech got this year, which was 40 something. Yeah. We'll just, uh, you know, we'll give you what every big 12 school got. If you get UCLA, USC, Notre Dame and North Carolina or whatever, whatever they're, mastermind plan is just think so if 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 big 10 10 really goes and gets a billion dollar deal and they get up to 20 schools quick math that's 50 million a school which sounds very i mean very doable almost uh it's like low it's like well if you're adding if you're adding from 18 to to 20 don't you think we can bump that up to 1.2 billion (laughs) I, I don't know if a school's worth a hundred million, but anyways, um, does that, does that, I know we talked about, we were f- fairly, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-aware of our standing, right? We're sure. not, we're not in the SEC. We're not competing with the SEC or big 10. Yeah. Are you concerned about the future of Texas tech? Absolutely, in a a third or or second tier conference, or now if it's going to be like the haves of Big Ten SEC, the have-nots, everybody else. I'm just concerned about college football in general. Uh, I I don't think this is good for anything or anybody. I don't want to sound like um, you know. I'm excited about the prospect of not really playing. UT ever again, uh, you know, only encountering the random Baylor fan you see every day, every now and then to talk some trash to them. Or, you know, I was in, uh, I was in San Antonio last week and it's just crazy the amount of A&M gear. And you're like, oh, I got nothing to say to these people. It's been a decade. Who cares? They don't care. They're not going to talk to me. I'm not going to talk to them. How are y'all doing? Uh, you know, yeah. cool. Good. Uh, don't have trash to talk, don't have any of it because I don't keep up with it. So it's it's sad that that's, that's where this is heading. But, it, you know, I will love to hate Houston fans just like I love to hate Aggies. Oh, for sure. That's going to be great. UCF? But, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing them. Oh, me? I mean, I'm looking forward the to playing. House? I am legit excited about the four teams that, that the Big 12 brought on. And basketball, too. Basketball is going to be a lot of fun in the Big 12. But, yeah, I am concerned because... The money's going to dry up a lot. It's going to dry up substantially. Um, you, you know, we, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, I would, I threw out something like, I'd be surprised if Tech was able to get 20-something million, you know, with the new TV deal, with the new Big 12. And, and we, they, we, Tech's Tech pulled in, what was it, close to 40 this it year? Was, it was over 40. Yeah, 42. I think it was like 44. 44, whatever. It was... So I was realistically yeah. thinking, you half. know... Yeah. Uh, roughly half, uh, especially if now, especially now, if people are like, well, we could pony up to get a Big Ten game, or we could 
pay the same amount for Texas Tech versus Kansas. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. Or we're, we're just not going to – I don't know. I I do worry about it. Um, you know, recruiting is going to be something that's impossible to completely track, but that's going to have well, that's an effect. That's already out the window, man. The, the NIL, which is – You're totally the, right. The, 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 the thinnest smokescreen of like, hey, we're going to pay athletes. And it, when, when, it, when it was supposed to be, we're going to let them compensate off their own name. Now it's like it, it's a recruiting ploy. Yeah. And we, we've, we've heard and seen like – the NCAA has does not have the capacity to even keep up with it. I was like, this was doomed to get out of out of scope immediately after it went into effect. The the only thing I worry about slightly. I, I don't want to go off that. No, you're good. You're good. Deep in too far. The the only thing I worry about, not only, but the thing I worry about the most is just. I don't think. Uh, you know, the program's going to have to make some adjustments to the amount of money it's not going to see anymore. The only good thing about that is so is everybody else in our conference. So is everybody else in, you know, the future Big 12. We're all going to be on a of an about the same page. It's not going to be as lopsided, but, uh, you know, the amount of eyeballs on the conference, the chance of getting any whiff of the playoff, even if they expand the playoff, all of that is completely, almost totally out the window. I mean, I think that's something we have to face as big 12 conference goers. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be competitive football, basketball across the board. It's going to be competitive sports. We're going to enjoy ourselves, but we just need to know that this, we were not be in the national picture unless there's a couple of teams that are, 12 and one at the end of December, which, which is not going to happen a a lot because of how this conference is put together. You know, the the team that wins the conference may not even have won 10 games. You might be looking at a nine and four team or something that won the conference. So that, that doesn't sound crazy to me, but uh, I I do think it's going to hurt the big 12 and the national standings. But you know, let's be honest here. Texas Tech football got a sniff of that once in my lifetime and has never even gotten close since. And, and, and as much as we want it, that doesn't mean that it's destined to happen or that we're entitled for it to happen. This is just going to make it that much harder. So we've all got to live with that and just know that beat the heck out of the conference, you know, play who you play enjoy it it's going to be great football go to the games watch the games watch the games the other games in the conference because they're relative to hey well we're going to play UCF next week let's watch that or I'm still going to watch the other conferences too but it's just it's not going to be the same this is definitely going to be a big change I think and and we will not be nationally relevant as a conference anymore really well, I think what, what this is signaling is is it's um, putting into, into reality what everybody was already kind of seeing, right? Like the national champion was coming out of the SEC, Big Ten, or Clemson. Yes. So not, not even like it the ACC. It was a very small Venn diagram. <laughs> Big Ten, SEC, or Clemson. 
So I think what we're seeing is like, that's kind of being formalized. Like, so it's much more than any, any, any other sport like football, like it may be unattainable at Texas tech. I'm afraid it is for almost any big 12 school and anybody left in the, in the, the pac 12 outside of Washington, Oregon, and I, I, I leave them out because Washington was, was close recently. Oregon played in the national title game 10 years ago, but they've been perennial 10 and two type program. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, not, not every year, but you, you get what I'm saying. Um, so there, there's, there's a concern there. It was like, we're going to have to face the reality. Like, like it's not just, unlikely it won't happen. I think you're right. But if we can live with that and I can, cause I've kind of made peace with that <laughs> before all this started. If you haven't last year, where, where, where's your attention been? Yeah. You know, I mean, the goal is to one, the last decade, the goal is to get to a bowl game Ugh. Two, we did pretty well in the bowl game. Though. Hey, we, we got a bowl game. Let's win it. Great. Hey, let's get a better bowl game. You know, I mean, that's that's just, yeah. I think that's what we're going to look for. And it's going to separate a lot of, uh, it, it's, it's going to be really hard to follow college football anymore. Because it's going to create like two divisions. Yes. It, it'll be, it's, it's going to be, you know, football for a certain team is going to be tougher to follow just because of the transfer portal, but it's still not quite as crazy as basketball as far as percentage of Roster. Role players, yeah. Mm-hmm. This percentage of roster turnover in football is, hey, it's nothing to sneeze at, but it's not quite like basketball. So you still got, that's not as hard to keep up with, but it is going to be harder to keep up with just college football in general. Like how is this 18-team Big Ten doing this year? I don't know. I don't watch any Big Ten football. Or, or just there's, it's it's you're not going to want to. It's not going to be because it's almost going to be like a completely different sport. They're playing for something else. Yeah, and, and and maybe that's good too. Maybe we can take those in with a little bit less. Ugh, they're just shoving Tennessee down our throat again this year, even though they haven't won ten games in twenty years or whatever it is. You know, they just keep ah Tennessee's on <laughs> whatever. That I think that it's you have gonna, to fall in love with the streaming service that Big Twelve is going to be. Yes. On. So I, I do think that. Um, oh man, I forgot where I was going. Where was I going with this? Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It wasn't you. It's it's always me. But it it, it worries me in that aspect. Just yes. It, you, you back to what you said. We've kind of got to make peace with Tech's not going to be in the national conversation at least for like a national championship. It's really unlikely that any team from the Big 12 will make it that way. That's how this is being designed. This is no fault of our own. Well, I mean, I, didn't do I guess it could be. Yeah, well, mine and you, no. It's no fault of ours. But if you enjoy the game of football, if you enjoy the school that you root for, um, it's still going to be a great time. There's, you're still going to be able to watch your team. There's, you're still going to be able to go to the games. You're, you've got a competitive conference. Every game is going to look a little bit more winnable than it might have used to. And I think that is going to really separate a lot of people. There's going to be some people who were, oh, man, you know, Tech's just 
they're not doing very good this year. Well, dude, they're they went eight and four or whatever. You know, just fill in the blank. Ah, uh, yeah, but they didn't. You know, I was hoping they'd make the playoff. Okay, well, we're gonna lose those fans. Those fans are gonna go. I don't know if there's many of them around, but the fans that just love tech and love football are going to stick around. And so I, I'm not worried about that, but because we never really had the nation, you know, the, the nation was, I guess with, with the national championship basketball team, we did a little bit, but well, let me ask you, and this we still have some of that left over, but it just, that just doesn't translate. It doesn't translate to these realignment conversations. Does that then also divide your pool of recruiting your, your, your recruiting pool and then your your potential coaches pool, right? Like right now, like you could, and I'm not saying this is like a, a, a normal thing or a regular thing that happens, but you could go hire a Nick Saban assistant who has aspirations of being a big time coach who would use you and your, your, the success he's able to have in, into a larger gig. But if he were to leave a have conference, to go coach somewhere else, is he coming back? Like, yeah, is he, is he able to get back into the? Is he in purgatory now? Because I mean, it, is that going to keep? Is that going to like divide? You got like, and and, and like and, like Kirby Smart went instead of going to Georgia, he went to um, Waco or, or Dave Aranda. Like he he went from LSU to, to to Baylor. Yeah, but now he can't go back, and he, and now he's like, I can never win a national title. Or he could go back, but it would not be, but it would be to like Mississippi State or Vanderbilt. Hey, we're going to have him, we're going to pay him a lot of money because he did, he did good things in that other conference. He did good things in little old Big 12. So he's, he's going to turn around Tennessee football or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't step into the higher, yeah. That that was already happening, but it's going to be even yeah. even clearer now. I, I think you're exactly right. It was is the same thing. People, and sure, you can go back and say you were right or wrong, but people turned up their nose on Matt Wells. Who, what's he doing here? Group of five? That's it. That's just what. Mm-hmm. Why is he at Texas Tech? You know, it's it's already there, and so we're going to get that same feeling. If if Joey McGuire leaves here for another conference. Um, yeah, he's he's not going to be made head coach of Michigan or Ohio State or something. He'll have to suffer through one of the quote unquote lesser. Schools. Yeah, he'll, he'll have to make a name for himself again. Yes, like he he went from a, a top assistant at Baylor to head coach at Texas Tech to then have to go be a top assistant somewhere else where he really should be a head coach. Yeah. All right. Um, after 50 minutes of talking about that, it could all be erased tomorrow. Yeah, when, everything we said could be pointless. <laughs> Who knows? By the time we release this, or by the time, by the time you, you get a chance to listen all the way through, you're like, these guys were so off, off, off base. Um, so, Michael, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play the sound again, but uh, what, what did you learn this week? What did I learn this week? I learned that running a 5K on July 2nd in 90 degree heat is, is different. It's it's different. different. It's different. I also learned that it's frustrating when the one you run in doesn't have a very clearly marked path. (laughs) Just like wandering, like 
Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't just me. There were three or four people in front of me, but they were far enough in front of me. I was like, okay, they know what they're doing. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was almost to mile three. And so you're just like, oh, let's just get this. Let's get this. So and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening here, like a 5k. Come on. I could, I could do that in my lunch break and then just come back. Yeah, I know. I know. But to me, it's kind of a big, a big deal. And, um, but, so I, I did that and then you realize, okay, you've kind of timed yourself. You're kind of like, okay, I'm watching, I'm looking at my watch. This, I, I do think I'm going to, I'm going to walk here just because I've got this much to go. And then you realize that you took a half mile detour and it just throws everything off. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. And, and then your time's messed up, but I wasn't the only one. That's what was so validating was there were three or four people in front of me and I just mindlessly followed them and they weren't even together. I mean, they were like three or four separate single people and they all thought the same thing and I just followed them. And, and then some poor girl passed me on this awful detour we did. And I was like, ah, oh, sorry. So yeah, we hit an intersection where people were coming from the left and we were coming from the right. And I was like, yeah, this person was definitely behind me a while back because she had a dog and the dog started pooping in front of me <laughs> and she pulled over and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, hey, you're fine. Don't worry about it. And so I go around her and I never saw her again until I realized that, oh, here she comes. And so she, <laughs> she got back in front of me. She finished in, ahead of me, even though I had a little half mile detour. So aside from that. Wait, wait, so <laughs> was your detour then shorter? Did, like, did you not run a 5K? No, I ran a, th- a three, over three and a half miles. It should okay. have been 3.1. Okay. So you, you're, you're, you ran longer. Yeah. So I got a worse time. I ran longer. My pace was all off. This <laughs> this, this, this last mile, Michael's yeah, like, twice. Golly. Is he just walking the whole way? Where, where'd he go? Yeah. But it wasn't just me. So that's what I learned. You, you've got to, if you run a 5K or if you operate a 5K, why wouldn't make you mark the damn the markings? Yeah. And, and don't use the same color that the city of Lubbock did to mark the sewer line or whatever is in the middle of the street. If you're using white arrows, use maybe use orange arrows and say 5k turn <laughs> 5K here arrow. yeah look here dumbass turn <laughs> make it obvious yeah well i already talked about that i'm, I'm just old um so Same, the, the, samesies that'll do it for us on the 23 personal podcast we're going to come back next week and start looking at the offense we'll break down the the depth chart post spring depth chart we got from our, our boy don williams uh yeah for michael i'm spencer we'll catch you guys next time Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.